0: <laughs>
1: i'm gonna put your hairline back i'm gonna put
0: your hairline yeah, back what you look like bald bj nigga terrible nigga i had a uh <laughs> i had a situation
2: where my shit got got sham god one time nigga, that Expl- shit was Expl- terrible. i think everybody's had a situation like that explain yours i need to hear this what happened
0: my grandfather my grandfather took me to one of those um them barber shops. For the visually impaired and shit. And (laughs) and this nigga, this nigga was old as shit. And, um, he did something, he did something to where it kind of like, it was like my hairline was on like the Gumby level. It wasn't a haircut (laughs) per se. It was the hairline that was on some Gumby shit. And so, um, I ended up just. Leaving out the barbershop with a fucked up haircut. And my father was so disappointed that he just shaved my shit off. Wow. He was just like, you just got to go boy and let it grow back the right way. Because your hairline is so crooked. Like, you will get teased worse for the hairline than you would the haircut. So I'm like, damn. And boy, they was going in on me. My head shaved funny. I can't have no boy head. Your was shape
1: funny? But first of all, I've never heard of a hearing-impaired barbershop.
0: Because like when when I told the nigga what I wanted, he obviously didn't hear me. So that nigga <laughs> Cause he that nigga tore my shit up, dog. I was so sick, man. So you went to Stevie Wonder for a week. Is that what you said? Yeah, see? that nigga That nigga did me filthy with that haircut. Fuck No, that's crazy, man. But yeah, I mm, I can't do no bald head. That should have fucked me up all the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, what are we talking about today? I'm
2: your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that nigga in the alley. I'm your doctor, when you need, want some coke, have some Does anybody else have anything? Because I got some shit that I don't want to talk about.
0: I ain't got no, like, no for real, for real heavy shit. I just got, like, filler. So whatever you got pretty much can carry the conversation. But I got a little filler shit,
2: though. All right. So, uh, BJ, I feel like I wanted to kind of take it easy on you this week. I, I, we may get into some shit with you because Avery knows how to pull it out of us. But I wanted to put Avery on the hot seat today. Finally. <laughs> shit. Ball head ass. Man. <laughs>
0: So, so I've been seeing your motherfucking ass <laughs> with them goddamn Instagram live showing your glutes at the goddamn gym I know, right? What, with putting them, in work. With them gym thirst traps and shit. That was wild, man. Out here, Listen. chicken and
3: dickin'.
0: <laughs> chicken and dickin', nigga. I see. I see that shit. No, Paula Deen was wild for that shit. What
1: the fuck is chicken and dickin'?
0: Nigga, feed a bit some chicken and get the dick <laughs> Shit,
1: that's what that is. Um, no, you know that picture? My, my trainer challenged me. He was like, I couldn't do it. And I was like, nigga, what the fuck you talking about? Who are you talking to? And he yeah, jumped like, oh. on that motherfucker and I was like, wait a minute now, damn it. <laughs> but I did it. I dragged him all the way um, from across the room. That's right. But Anyway, why am I in the hot seat this week? Because
2: I, I, it's not really the hot seat. I just want to pick your brain on something because like... um. Okay. And, kind of what we were talking about before we started recording so like you you started good vibes only like you you uh hosted or uh, sponsored the love less and badass so live so like you are all about people having a good time and i can tell that you really you really honestly care that people walk away from whatever event that you're involved in with them having a good time and my question to you then is is what how do you balance a good time like celebrating and also using those events to build also I just wanted to get like, I feel like I feel like because you strike a great balance and it would be a great thing for people to hear, like how your mind works on on um, balancing those two things.
1: Oh, OK. So um, with the Good Vibes Only Tour, I started that with um, drinking partners, Duran to Don, Nikki and myself. And my biggest thing is I believe in genuine relationships and I believe in people always having an experience and that's what the good vibes only tour really does. Like the party was this weekend. I didn't go, everybody that, Really knows me, knows my daughter's due any day. And I didn't want a chance at flying to Dallas and she going on to labor. That's what I should have did because then we we would have a baby here already. But anyway, so it's all about giving somebody, giving people an experience. And I balance it because I believe in building genuine friendships, genuine relationships. It's not about anything a person has. And I want them to have a good experience and just walk away with something. Like, whether it's just, oh, hey, I met so-and-so. Like, you know, we created the first pod, baby. So it's just like, just connecting people together and having a good time. I don't Mm. know if I really answered that, but yeah. That's it. Just good relationships. My personality, Geronimo's personality, Nikki's personality, liquor, good food. (laughs) Hey, that's that's the combo right there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting because the reason... I think most people well I want to speak for me like when I got into the whole socializing online I kind of felt like it was a potential like um red flag because in some instances people get to hide behind this shit a little bit like they get to say what they say on a daily basis and not really feel any type of way because nobody gets to see the facial expressions that come with some of the statements and all of those things. So like people will will have like full intention of enjoying the time that you provide for them, but you still don't really get to know like what is the I mean, what is the internal aspect of these people that show up for these events to get these experiences. Like how do they leave different? And that's all that's always the question that I ask because like if you show up and you still like carry the same mind state the same attitude towards life you you kind of wonder like well what changed about you after you left and that's always been the thing that I wanted to see most from the people is how different are you after you experience these things because a lot of us are just like showing up to events and still not really grasping the act, the full aspect of why you go out and create something like a good vibes only like what does that like what does that really entail when you show up to these events? Like, like do you do you assess yourself and say, well, I just want to feel good, or are you really seeking to change the vibe or the frequency that you exist on on your daily basis? So that's, that's always been my question. Like, what is that outcome for you once you leave these events? Does your overall viewpoint change?
1: I think I only can speak about the Good Vibes Only Tour, and I think for us – you know, people, my personal experience has been like, people have thought like I was one way online and they didn't think they was going to get that same energy in person. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, to answer your question, BJ, like they leave with a different perspective. Like, well, damn, she the same person online as she is offline. And we showing you a good time. It ain't no bad vibes. It's it's We ain't there to sit around and talk about what's going on the line. Like we genuinely are hosting and trying to get to know you and showing you a good time. So when you leave from there, you know we gonna we're gonna feed you some good food. We're gonna laugh, we're gonna joke, we're gonna talk loud, we're gonna give you some good drinks, and we're gonna have a good time. And we we that'll be the foundation, the building of our friendship. We we breaking bread together at the Good Vibes Only Tour. And that mm-hmm. starts meaningful relationships.
0: So Oh man. I I really I really have enjoyed the relationships that I've been able to um to gain from things such as the good vibes only tour. I went to the very first one and I remember like the whole just the orientation of the people in Dallas. It just feels like family no matter what. Like you know, everybody's just like you good? You know what I'm saying? Like they're not even hosting but they still asking you, you good? You know what I'm saying? So that vibe in that family orientation is very important, but some of us really still don't know how to process being in them kind of spaces because you, you be around your blood relatives in these spaces and they can see that something is wrong, but they'll look at you and say, Oh, he'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Or she'll be all right. Nobody ever asks you, you know, are you okay? So like, I just wonder like, do people really understand what that is actually for when we say the good vibes only because like I just seen the videos and like one person that I love to see happy is Black Paco. Shouts out to Paco. I he's love
1: smiling I love man. to see Paco
0: happy. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell just how funny some shit is by his body language while he's laughing. Like if he's like all disproportioned and arms is in the air and his head is lift tilted back, like you can tell that he's really like enjoying himself and it was like really good to see him happy. But I be want everybody to really connect to what that feels like. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you want the people to really connect with what that type of shit feel like.
1: And yeah, I don't know. I think I get what you're saying, BJ, and I think that's that's the beautiful I mean, we could use you for an example. Like you and you and babe came out to the party and, and Melissa came out to the party. And it was like you said, we don't sit around and not interact. Every, you OK? You want some more mm-hmm. food? You want something to drink? How you doing? How the right. kids How this? I'm playing with kids. Like that's the beauty that I feel like some people that host events hasn't been able to to get that art form down, really interacting genuinely. You can mm-hmm. have this. You can take people money, but are you really interacting with them? Do you really give a fuck if they're having a good time? But we go out of our way to make sure everybody's good. And we really mean that. How are your kids doing? You want something else to drink? Oh, you got to go get the baby? Go get the baby. Bring the baby back. Like, we love to see you. Like, it's, well, what are we doing after this? So it's just like, you know, it, that that's just who we are personally. And shout out to Deronimo Darn. He is the best host like, anybody that go to Dallas and don't check with Geronimo, like, you ain't going to have yeah. a good time in Dallas. Like, Deronimo is the ultimate host. So, right. I, and I just think all of us coming together, like, it's it's a balance. You know what I mean? We're all family-oriented. And when you come and you hang out with us, we're going to show you a good time. We're going to feed you. We're going to love upon you. We're going to laugh. We're going we gonna to have some jokes. We got BJ drunk. Haze when- I gotta
0: see BJ <laughs> drunk. I have to see Jeez, BJ. man You might not ever see that shit again. Nah, because oh, you ain't uh, been around me. Before, I'm, I'm getting you drunk. I'm getting
1: you drunk. <laughs> no, no. Haze, it's the funniest. Dog, BJ I be is embarrassed so every stupid. time. funny Oh, God. Babe was telling him, don't get no more. He was like, I'm a ass fan. How you going to tell me I'm going to be You better drink me something.
2: <laughs> Damn, BJ. You
1: know,
0: it'd be Mm -hmm. embarrassing because like, I think, I think the last time, the last time I really like got fried fried, um, was when everybody was here for the Ohio state game
1: and Mm -hmm.
0: that I've never, I've never felt that drunk ever in my life. And I didn't really think that I was drinking that much because I was drinking my standard drink which is a, a top shelf long Island. That's me all day long. So I'm noticing like, um, I'm seeing an HD without my glasses on. And I'm like, damn, I'm seeing clear as fuck, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling weird all night. And so like Avery looking at me, she giggling and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is so funny. And so they take, they take the first cup from me. Danny, um, shout out to Danny. He took the first cup. But because the cup came up missing, I just ordered another one. I'm like, well, my cup gone. I must have drank it. Let me get another cup. And so when the girl brings back the next cup, it's like two sizes bigger than the original cup I had. And by the time we left the bar after watching the game, I was through the rest of the night. I couldn't even record my shows, nothing. (laughs) And it was embarrassing.
1: It was embarrassing. and unruly. Hey, he was so loud, and I'm really. A That's picture so funny. Where he's in the picture pointing, him and Penrose.
0: Oh god, that was a good ass time, man. So funny. I'm cussing. I'm cussing them out because you know Ohio in Detroit. Day won in Detroit, I'm cussing them the fuck out. I'm just like, oh, this is embarrassing. And when I see myself, I'm like, damn, when did this happen? Shouts out to one of the one of the girls. I can't even remember who drove me to the hotel room somebody drove my <laughs> truck to the hotel room for me like it was just terrible Damn, and i'm bro. just like man that's why i get waste. caught on camera yeah i get caught on camera looking crazy and it does not reflect this intellectual oh i write my show notes type motherfucker <laughs> like it don't reflect none of that nah, like,
1: bj man. drunk is good and that's the thing too like even though we're serving drinks we make Ensure sure, everybody get home good. It ain't, oh, yeah, it ain't no good. drinking and driving shit. Nothing mm-hmm. like that. We don't move like that. And that's why we give you food to balance it out. But if we know you twisted, you ain't going no damn way. We we got you. Get in the whip and dry that damn car.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I just want people to understand, like, how important it is to appreciate when... Um, I mean, in a sense, for the people who are on the outside looking in, you may look at it like, oh, this is just a stranger being, you know, hospitable. But it's actually a person you know extending a warm welcome to you with the intent of creating a relationship you know mm-hmm. because in so many so many different sectors of my personal life i came from that that creed of oh you can't trust folks on online and that's a red flag you don't know them you know what i'm saying and when i say that i don't even hang with the people that are within 15 miles of me on a regular basis. Like I talk, like I'll call y'all when I'm in need before I call somebody that can actually pull up and knock on my door. You know what I'm saying? So those relationships are very important and look at the kind of the crew that we've kind of created where you have people that focus on mental health or you have people who talk about, you know, depression and anxiety. Then you have those people are, of course, more spiritual or holistic. You have all these different ranges of conversations that you probably don't even have within your own personal family. And and relationships really become, like, valuable to you over time. But you just can't...
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I think because everybody kind of feels like, well, we party, party, party. We we celebrate we talk our shit that like it's it's feeling more like a kickback more than the connection you know what i'm saying and that's what i really want to impress upon people Is not just the kickback Mm -hmm. it's actually the opportunity for you to learn how to connect with some genuine people
2: you know yeah yeah that's true and yeah you know i think like me going to that uh the podcast festival in new york you know you guys know me like I'm, i'm i could be standoffish as fuck with people um but it had a, a, a honest family type vibe with it. it. It's the the fact that I was there with nobody that I really knew, um, and was able to like build as many connections and have the conversations that I did was amazing. Um, but I, it made me like really realize and be reflective o- over what the power is of going to events like that and in yeah. positivity, meeting people and building connections. And it it, it can um, it's so much deeper. It can be so much deeper than just the the pull up or just the the retweet or whatever like in it was it was a powerful weekend to be 100% honest so
0: so what was it like to um, be around the the creatives that you've experienced because it looked like it looked more like a a power circle event versus the standardized invitation for the public to experience it looked a little bit more strategic in yeah. the yeah. invitations than it did in any other event
2: it was the guy who to, to leave who uh who brought it all together when i say that he must have really combed through and decided who he wanted to come to this event um who he wanted to be on each panel like there was a lot of thought put into he put people together on panels that none of us had like no one on any of the panels had had any former relationship or work together or anything but we all had a natural chemistry um and he just he just thought it out really, really well. And it made me realize, what it made me realize, is, and I, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about this, is it kind of made me realize that there's a bigger world out there. I think sometimes we get caught up in, like, who our circle is on Twitter, and we kind of react with them. And, you know, not not to mention any names, but something that we talked about before, where we talked about, you know, worrying about people kind of discrediting us in a certain way. And it made me mm-hmm. realize, like, even if those few people that do that, there's there's so many other avenues and so many other people there that a few motherfuckers on Twitter, even if they were trying to attack or discredit us really are, our, our 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 base. What we have, all the people that we can bring in are so vast. They don't even know who half those people are. And just being able to sit in a circle of people who really built their platform from the ground up and all take pride in their platform. And for, I can tell you like us three who are, who know a lot of people between us, especially Avery, like, I, I doubt we know any of the people who were there. And they've all made big moves in podcasts. And there was a guy there who, with his podcast, he talks about the importance of traveling. He sponsors black men to get passports. He pays for them to get passports so that they mm. can travel out of country. I had never heard of his podcast at all didn't even know there was somebody doing something like that but it's he's funded 50 black men to get passports and he checks in on them 20 of those 50 have traveled out of the country since he sponsored them to get passports that's dope that's it's powerful and and that's and that's the stuff that really like makes me realize like i got i personally and this is something that's self-reflective on me i got i i have to start ignoring some of the the silly shit on Twitter and focusing on people like that cuz it's people like that that we need to connect with that we need to be bringing in the fold not even necessarily joining breaks media whether they decide to do that or not but that we need to connect with because imagine if change the subject was one of the people who that month decided to sponsor that passport like that that's actually mm. touching someone that's actually making moves with with, with something that, that you're affecting someone's life forever that that those men's lives will forever be changed because somebody decided to fund them a passport and it's stuff like that yeah. that i really really want to want to start focusing on and little shit that shit is so so far beneath us as a unit and it, it, it just really brought that all full circle to me um that weekend, and it's just like, man, the people in that room. There was another lady who she, her parents sent her. She grew up in Guatemala. Her parents sent her uh, to America um, to a, a couple that they didn't even know, but they wanted their daughter to have a better life. Luckily, it worked out for her. she came. She came into a great situation. Now she personally has gone to Guatemala that hasn't had kids of her own. I think she's like 40 now and has adopted kids. And she's starting a podcast now talking about that journey. And that, yeah, that's a limited podcast. I guess there's only so much you can get out of it, but still it's people like this who have stories, who are doing things that are changing lives that I want to connect with. And I've, and I feel like I've gotten too caught up in, in just this little realm, this little pocket corner of, of the creative space that, that we're, we're connected with, or that we know or that we've interacted with. And I really want us to branch out, outside of that. And you know what
0: is what is interesting about what you're saying is because I suffer from that too but I realize that um, as much as I think and as analytical as I am I'm still very small minded um, and I can own it because most of the times when we experience some of those instances that you're speaking on where well, we kind of see things a little weird or it's like, you know, speculations on the potentials of what people are saying and doing to kind of discredit what we do. The reason why it affects me, because I'm the sensitive one in, you know, the unrulies. I'm the, you know, the guy that goes straight into the feelings. But part of the reason why that is, is because I've developed this idea of starting or completing these tasks with the people that I started with. And some of these people that we're speaking on are people that ultimately have been here every step of the way of my growth. Like people saw me when I was shy, didn't really know how to speak, you know, openly and honestly and boldly as I do now. Like people saw this whole trajectory of BJ and you kind of feel like you're only comfortable with these people because they saw the, the bitter truths, the ugly truths. They saw all of this process. So you feel comfortable to, I guess, position yourself or even transition yourself with these people because you feel like these are the ones that really know me. Mm -hmm. But you have to you have to learn that the wealth of your circle is not necessarily the people that you're trying to hold in this capacity or this space of savings in a sense where like they're just going to be there for that rainy day or they're just going to be there for the moment in time when all else fails with your ambitions that you're going to come back to the original fold. Like you can't continue that process. And what I love about joining the breaks, which I was nervous because again, I had to figure out who I was in this sector. And we're learning now that let people be people, you know what I'm saying? Like let people be people, your negativity towards anything that you experience in life only affects you. It doesn't affect the person that's making the step because even in the failures, this person gets to learn something while you're sitting there watching the move and still have not really positioned yourself to experience any of the things that you're judging. So even if in fact you got something negative to say, you still really don't know what the hell you talking about for real. You're complacent. This person is still betting on themselves, taking chances, um, experiencing the experiences that are available so we have to just let pe- people be people you know and that's what I'm learning that's what I'm learning for self because as sensitive as I am I can totally throw myself off from the game plan that I even sat down to put the time out to structure y'all know I write all my shit out and I could literally be looking at a piece of paper with all of my notes and, and c- completely be thrown off of what I prepare for, focusing on bullshit.
1: Right. You know what and I'm I think, saying? I think also too that what I, I've learned just, you know, from being around the bush, I feel like I've gone through a lot of stuff with the Twitter and all of that stuff. And I everybody can't go with you. And that's okay. It's a whole world out here. Like the world don't stop at Twitter. So I've what I've learned to do, and it's hard for me to do. It's just like I don't. I don't get caught up in what's said on Twitter because I know at the end of the day, ain't nobody going to throw no fucking hands. Right. And it's all going to be on Twitter. So it's just like, you, you have to realize that it's more to life than this social media. You know, when you go, when I go to these events, I'm just like, you guys, I'm like, damn, I mean, so many people, you know, positive, trying to do things, trying to push a podcast, want to start a podcast. So it's just like you, ha- that's why it's important to travel. That's why it's important to get involved in other things outside of Twitter. Now, and, and on the flip side of that, Twitter and podcasting has blessed me. It has blessed me twofold. It has blessed me with some fuck shit. And it has blessed me with some good shit. Mm-hmm. So you just got to gotta find a balance. Everybody can't go with you. And you're going to outgrow some people. And that shit is okay. It is okay. And if you don't like what you see on your timeline... We got the delete button. Yeah. You got the delete button. And, and, if, and if people want to check people and people, you know, you can't control what people do on Twitter. And I'm to a point my like, I don't give a fuck what people saying or doing on Twitter. As long as you don't put your hands on I me, mean, I don't care. You can't, everybody can't go. People. Yeah.
0: And we done had some like, me and Avery personally have had some real conversations where Avery even told me if you feel like I'm on some fuck shit, like cut me off. That, you know what I'm I mean saying? Yeah, like, you know, and that's, you can't, you can't really, like, I don't, I mean, you can't pray for that kind of accountability sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't just ask for somebody to say, like, look, I know I be on my bullshit sometimes, so if you feel like I'm throwing you off of your square, cut me the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't get them kind of people, you know what I'm saying, that really invest in you in that level to where... They can own something that they do. But the reason why it's so easy for us to damage control those type of situations is because we are being transparent with one another. Like, imagine what type of leverage we as a community could really amass for ourselves if we were a little bit more transparent. Like if I'm just so happen to be on some fuck shit because I really know that I would like to work with you and you paying attention to everybody else. Yeah. Reintroducing yourself is a part of doing practical business. Hey, look, man, I've been knowing you for so long, man. I would really love for us to sit down and have a conversation like we've always been around each other. Jay from Just Say Words. I've been knowing Jay for four plus years. We did our first episode this year and I've been speaking to him about recording off and on for a long time. But again, it's just like we see each other and we say, look, bro, it's the same. I would love to work with you, like being humble and communicating our true intent. Like sometimes that that discord is really conversations that need to be had. You know what I'm saying? Like you really just need to speak up and say, look, I really admire what you do. I respect work to share with you could possibly make your show better. Like just knowing how to put yourself in the places and positions you really want to be in is a skill set. And I want people to know, like, we really want to be those people to help y'all with that. Like, we really do. But it's just those moments where you get to, you know, you get to the the discord before you get to the
2: actual communication mm-hmm. of it all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so that, that brings an uh, interesting question, uh, BJ, because all right. So the way I see, like this whole unruly craves thing, like we're all very, we have similar, but we're all different. Like Avery is the true unruly one. You never know what you're gonna get out of Avery, and I mean in the best mm-hmm. way possible. Yes. Me, yes. I'm yes. I'm I'm the braggadocious, cocky one, and that comes out of how much work I know I put in. I'm never afraid to mention it, and I know that sets some people off the wrong way. You're kind of the centered one. So what mm-hmm. do, do you ever find yourself in in a weird place because you do stand so close to me and Avery, to where it's like. Hayes is cocky ass. Like, do you ever catch any? Because I can honestly, I, I catch no backlash from, from being as close to you as what I am. But I, I can't say, mm-hmm. I can't, me being reflective on me, I know that that can't be true for you being as close to me. So, like, what, what position does that put you in?
0: It has always shown me that I have to be the extra set of eyes because. Um, One of the things that I've known about myself is that I'm not as forthcoming or aggressive about getting the opportunities that I've ultimately wanted in my podcast career. And most of the attention and the exposure I've gotten as of lately has been from you, Avery. Like Avery is the person that like, you know, put the the battery in my back and the foot in my ass when I needed to step out and say more. That was her. And then now with you and working closely with you, it's like every time you get into rooms, it's like you're making those suggestions that these are the people that need to um, be on your timeline and be on your radar. So like now when I get all of these people with eyes on me, I make the difference by kind of putting myself as the, the mediator To explain to you why it is the way that it is. Like, you're going to feel like this thing is obnoxious that Hayes do when he says, I work extremely hard. But I'm going to explain to you why he's in his rightful position to do that. I'm going to be Hayes' resume and his brother. And I'm going to say, well, this is what he's done. Let my brother talk his shit. This is what it means when he does this. So now it's like, okay, well, maybe I wasn't looking at it completely. For what it was, I may have just taken taken the characteristics of the speech and not the details of it. When Avery cuts up or says something that somebody might feel is too aggressive, I can say, "Well, look, this is what she means, and she's entitled to say this. This is what we represent, and I'm insisting upon the respect of the organization being what it is. I want you to respect everybody I stand next to." Everybody that is under this umbrella I'm responsible for as a leader. And these are the reasons why BJ is like looked at different. Like I notice how people don't really do a lot of their true things, but the true character in front of me because they feel like I'm judgmental when rightfully I have to be because I have things to protect. You know what I'm saying? So me being centered is. Like the the third eye, in a sense, like the intuition that, OK, well, you don't understand everything, but I do. So come to me and speak to me about it so I can explain to you why it is what it is. So it's never really an opportunity where I'm like, well, damn, why the fuck did he do that? I have to make sense of it no matter what, you know, and that's my role. I've always been that person, you know, me and Abe can talk for two hours about 50 different things. And I'm going to try to figure out one general last point that covers all 50. That's my job, you know. So that's how I look at it.
1: But I also think, too, what, you know, me being unruly, Hayes being conceited and cocky. Um, <laughs> I am
3: not conceited. <laughs> I, I'm cocky. I'm not
1: conceited. <laughs> um, I feel like that's what has helped with your growth. Mm-hmm. And, and and even when you stand back, like I can say it because I remember when I first met you, you're not that same man no more. You, you, you quick, you, you very unruly, you very unruly, you quick to, to get Detroit on a motherfucker real quick. So it's like, I, I think I feel like it has brought you out of your shell. Yeah, yeah, you're the centered one, but you do it with class. You know what I mean? You do it with class. You give, you sort of like the warning when like Hurricane BJ coming through, you you give a little warning. They see it on the weather report coming. Whereas me and Hayes is like, fuck that shit. Da, 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 da. We just out there, mm-hmm. but it's it's also helped with your growth too because we just crazy. Yeah, if that makes sense. So yeah,
0: and I always think that like when we have um when we have those events where you know we in the room with strangers and. You know, your resume kind of travels, you know, depending on what spaces and, you know, circles you run in. Like, sometimes I think when people, like, meet me, it's just like, oh, he's just, you know, this hermit that's in his books. And all he does yeah. is read and, you know, write his shit out. He's just not connected. But, like, when you, <laughs> when you get to know me for real, I'm very connected. I'm very emotional about the relationships that I have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I want to make sure that people understand how important these these things you get from us really are. Because when we first started, like I can honestly say that I was a part of a crew full of people I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know who was representing me. You know, what I'm saying like I'm attached to a name that's being spread abroad and I don't even know everybody in this sector. I can literally say I know everybody that is a part of the circle that I'm a part of. I know that I can go directly to these people and say, look, man, you need to chill out. Look, man, this is a little bit out of line what you're doing. Like I can hone these things in and people actually actually respect it from me because they know I'm not trying to front you on on no like spectacle or no, no timeline. They know I'm like I'm coming to you thinking about your brand and thinking about how you want to be represented. I've had so many people tell me like you didn't take that. As disrespect no. because some people don't really know that they're being disrespectful. They're just untrained and uncouth in a sense. And you have to show them the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a part of what we do. And I just really enjoy being me. Sometimes I get insecure about it because I'd be wanting to be in the in crowd sometimes just to feel normal, you know. But other than that, like outside of those quick little moments of feeling those insecurities, I'm good with being BJ. Like, I feel like I can honestly say that BJ is respected today. I couldn't say that before. You know what I'm saying?
1: Let me help you a little bit. You are respected, but you are the crowd. You ain't got to be in no motherfucking in crowd. You are the crowd. People are trying to get in with your crowd. You are the crowd.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Period. And That's
3: it's like,
0: support. I can't, <laughs> it's, it's major, it's major for me because um I don't have to, I don't have to beg for nothing no more. I remember, like, asking niggas, man, can you, you know, can you come on my show and shit? They give me that runaround shit. I don't got to beg for shit no more. Like, I didn't really put out no content of any shows that it took me, like, you know, three and four attempts to get people to, you know, come through. It's like, all right, you don't show up. I got somebody else in line. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I have not felt anything like this before where, like, my respect level is high. I'm constantly being asked to do shit and people hitting me up for leadership questions, for content direction, people asking me to produce their shows, you know, like I've never felt this type of energy. So, like, understanding what we have is very important. So I have to stay BJ. I got to keep letting, you know, I got to let y'all do what y'all do because that's what makes me valuable. You know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't nothing to fix or nothing to put back into perspective, I wouldn't have a position. You know, so I'm cool with what come with it. I just want people to be respectful, understand that everything that you see is not exactly what it is, and let's just keep being creatives and let's let us show you how positive it could be once you take, you know, the proper steps to know how to do this is correct. You a different kind of nigga though. You- <laughs> now that I think about it, like, he... Oh. <laughs> you, nigga. You. Like, you a different kind of nigga, to be honest. You know, like, um, the thing that's most noticed, the thing that's most noticeable about you is, one, I think, when it comes to you, you can't really be, you can't really be shy. You can't be, like, the... The fly by night, casual conversation kind of guy. You kind of have to be who you are in order for your opportunities to continue to come the way that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would do you no, it would do you no good to be all the way humble, in my opinion. And it's just certain niggas that you have to understand. They have to be that cocky person. This is what draws the attention. This is what creates the awareness this is what makes the the shit shake a little bit. Like you a different kind of nigga. So you can't, you can't just be like, hi, I'm CEO Hayes, CEO of like you can't be that well put together type of person. You kind of have to shake shit up. And I think that like that's what makes it a little bit difficult for how you're being received, because it has to be somewhat unorthodox. If everybody came in the room with, you know, the standardized greeting when
2: they meet people you easily become forgotten you know what i'm saying yeah i think i think what made what made me more comfortable like i've always like okay here's my thing is that i I do know how hard i I work and how much thought i put behind stuff and i've always been one that's like that hard work i'm gonna i'm gonna let you because this shit is not easy and i don't want anybody ever think just because of how well i handle it how well i handle not getting much sleep that the shit is easy but i think that i was kicked into kind of over gear with how voiceless i have to be sometimes is by starting the breaks media is by having three different podcasts and then being responsible for a team of them is that mm-hmm. I, I i i i look the, the thing is with me i'm fine if the awaken soul never gained another listener i'm fine with, with where it is because it, it, it got to that point with me being the guy who came on the timeline and people was like where did this dude come came from where did Hayes come from? You just popped up. You did it is like I, I like that's fine. Like that I I got your attention. I I worked and got your attention and I'm happy with that. But now it's at the point now to where I'm trying to build an empire. And because of that, because of everybody on the team not being the best or most well spoken, oh no, I got you. And because I have to speak for 10 different podcasts, oh you getting this. Like I and the thing with me too is yes, I'm cocky. Yes, I'm I'm Conceded. boisterous i'm not conceited, but the thing is is that i ce- i celebrate other people's ex- accomplishments just as much if not more than i celebrate my own so because of that i feel like i have the right to celebrate mine because guess what when the team dropped their live show who was the first one recording the video like it was mine posting it so that everyone was made aware i mm-hmm. did that when 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 you have a great episode bj I'm on the timeline like it's my episode and, and and that's genuine. It's not because I feel like I have to, because I know you guys it's because legitimately I get excited by you guys winning. The, Dad's talking shit just broke a fucking milestone. I can't wait till they announce it because I'm going to be on the timeline jumping all around with them because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I get, I because I, I only decided to have people on the network that I already loved what they did and I was already invested in what they do. I get happy as hell. And some of that, quote unquote, cockiness and, and conceitedness, um, part of it is pride. Pride in what we're building. And because I'm so happy with what, where we're going. Dark Sugar, for example. Dark Sugar just finally passed. Um, BJ, you may, may remember. I can't remember. The, was it 1,500 downloads? I can't mm-hmm. remember.
0: But the, I think that's the number.
2: Yeah, but, but, but they they did that. I had a, I had a, a post in the stories I had a post on Twitter I had a, I had a post everywhere about it not just because they're on my team but because I listened to Dark Sugar's very I don't I think I was just searching for podcasts I listened to their very first episode and I said these these women have potential now it's only Kiana keeping it going Kiana, forward at this point yeah she's keeping it really but raw she up, is, or... is running it extremely well and for her to be a black woman doing it on her own I've offered to do some help she's like you know what I appreciate it, but I I, I really kind of want to do this. I get I get happy by every win she gets because I know how hard she works. So some of that cockiness is nothing, honestly, but raw emotion and pride. And I'm not the most emotional person, so it comes out in yeah. Look at look look at my nigga. Look at what they did. Look look at look at my people. So yeah, that comes off mm-hmm. as cockiness, mm-hmm. but what's behind it is nothing but love. To be 100 percent honest, well,
1: let's keep it a buck though. Like if. The Soul never has another podcast or the break media decide to just fold. You always got that dick yelp. That, that letter you <laughs>
3: got. <laughs> From
0: yellow toes, nigga. Okay, tell me on air, what did, what did her feet look like? If her feet was pretty, then I can understand because I know how you obsess over toes. Was her feet pretty?
2: Absolutely. All right, oh, then. Here. So you get a
1: smile in his. Yeah, I, I felt a a smile to the
2: smile through the mic, forward. nigga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, Ooh. the minute the minute that you fuck around and have a picture on the timeline on Dick Yup dog, I'm I'm blocking you. I
3: don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> We not we not having that kind of brotherhood, my nigga. Okay, but Listen, nigga, he's
1: multi talented for real. She was like, spread her legs
0: milk. open with his knees and shit. I'm like, Oh, wait. She oh. might as well have had a. She might have just just said, look, let me uh replace AJ for the breaks media intro for the show. Like, let me just <laughs> do it. Right, like,
1: exactly.
0: she went crazy with the with the email.
1: Got <laughs> a lot of referrals, a lot of referrals. I know your your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I want a little bit of that. I want a little bit of that. Can you do that to me? can you open with
0: Damn. your knees <laughs> she said she said that nigga spreaded her legs with his knee, nigga <laughs> all I heard was like secret garden in the background like nigga <laughs> Like the Aki incense in the back. Like she was talking that. She's talking about that. That good, good. I'm like,
1: yeah, God exactly. damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh wee. I'm going I smack his mama.
0: Oh
2: man, y'all crazy. Y'all
0: nigga. y'all crazy. We need all that publicity though. I mean, <laughs> 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 he needed all. Oh,
1: nigga. oh man,
0: which kind of walks us into my uh, my filler conversations because oh, um, you two, you two sneaky motherfuckers, chicken and dickin' out here in these streets. What? <laughs> what is the reason? What is the reason why we can't get you two to nail down a solid relationship? What the fuck is the reason why two people who are Highly regarded as some of the most interesting, the most charismatic people in the world. What is it that makes you guys abstain from relationships the way that y'all do?
1: Um, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Let me just get this out the way. I think for me, it's not even I think. I am petrified. You know, I've picked some really terrible men. You know, so it's like I was on a road to, like, getting myself together because I want to be emotionally healthy with someone. I don't want no toxic shit. I don't want I don't want nothing that I had before. And I definitely want a healthy relationship. So I've avoided it because I knew I wasn't healthy. I knew I was still carrying some excess baggage Um, and I knew I wasn't offering what I wanted. I can't Mm, ask mm. a nigga to come to the table with something that I ain't even got. So it was just like, you know, I'd be in my shit together. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a nigga out here dating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Cause I, I mean, the reason why I ask is because like, um, and I, I definitely want to do an episode with Avery to talk about this more in detail. I know, um, from previous experiences where we've been out and about and we've been several different cities and States and Avery get love everywhere, like everywhere. But it ain't that of, like, oh, she the homie, that's the OG. It ain't that. It's like, you know, I would do something, you know, disturbing. And, you know, like, in my mind, like, I will violate this woman, you know, if I ever got her in the bed. Like, you know that look where a nigga, you know what I'm saying, sucking toes and shit. Like, this type of shit. Like, you can look at these niggas' faces and, yeah. You can see this shit like you can see it. they like devouring her in their minds. You see it. And she'd be cool keeping it like, what's up, my nigga? How you how you doing? How your kids? She so not only is she ignoring the desire that is written all over your face, but she's still keeping it cute and classy and saying, look, how's your daughter? You know, your daughter just went to a little eighth grade prom and she doing all of this attentive shit. That's making you want her even more. And she's just like playing it cool. And she be knowing these niggas like her, but she never picks anybody like anybody. You know what I'm saying? We get in rooms for some of these niggas that like her. And I'm like, hey, if you know this nigga like you, like, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, he like you. But she like, nah, like, you know, and I always wonder, like, most niggas be like on boss level, boss potential they doing things in their cities and states. They providing, you know, resumes, letting her know what they have to offer, but she never picks. And I just need to know why. You know what I'm saying? Because you are worth somebody dealing with you while you're even in this spot that you in.
1: I mean, let's, please, please believe. Like, I, I know my worth, honey. But I just don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to bring that toxic shit to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really was at a point where I was just totally unhealthy, like mm. across the board. So I don't want to, I didn't want to bring that to somebody else. And, and some of these dudes that is, is, is good to go on paper. They wasn't emotionally healthy. Cause you gotta remember BJ, I, I talk to people and mm. we, we ain't those regular conversations. Like what's your favorite color and, and who was your, you know what I'm saying? We get, we get down into it. mm Mm. and they are uh, emotionally unhealthy too and that's one thing I am striving for is an emotionally healthy relationship if we can't kick back and talk about the good and the bad I can't fuck with you money don't move me money don't move me I don't care what kind of car you got what kind of vent you throwing I don't give a fuck if if you taking a picture with most death what your soul mm. look like
0: real shit real shit so how would you identify with an uh, emotionally healthy conversation if you've never been emotionally healthy yourself?
1: That that was the point. Like, I had to get emotionally healthy myself.
0: Mm, okay.
1: You understand what I'm saying? So it's just like I was a work in progress. So I'm there like, I like somebody. So that's big. That's big. That's big.
0: So, what about your ass, Sex Pistol CJ ass nigga? What <laughs> That's
3: the? Right. That's he- right. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
2: honestly, I think it's A, the um, knowing that I don't, honestly, the time that I would have to put into it wouldn't be probably what anyone would be happy with. And, I'm not willing to sacrifice that for anybody. Like I'm so focused on what I'm building, what I'm creating, uh what my purpose is is that as of right now that that is my focus. And so it would be unfair to ask someone else to be like understand to to kind of understand it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And so did you watch him get a whole bunch of email dms talking about that hey hey i i i i'm open for the time't mm-hmm. matter how much time you got watch DMs. Yeah. Get it, get it.
0: <laughs> because you know the um the interesting thing about you is I always wonder like um and i mean this is just for the the purpose of your personal growth as a man too. You have four kids that are some of the most loving children that you can see even though you don't know them. You know what I'm saying like you can yeah. see how like close knit, how emotionally sound they are, but I think what makes a difference to their story is to see dad in that same type of loving environment for himself. So like have you ever been like wide open in love in front of your kids? Ooh
1: um, oh, wait. No, That was good. DJ.
0: No, I, I don't think I have been. Yeah, because that always tends to make the difference for most men, too, is because your kids are still waiting to connect with you while you're a man in love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think if I had to experience that with my own father, I would be more family oriented. You know what I'm saying? Because. When you that young boy and you have these feelings of I like little Samantha in my fourth grade English class, but I also like little Jaquila in my fifth, you know, my fifth hour math class, whatever, like you're going through these processes and you will see how dad prioritizes this one girl. And ultimately, you don't realize that most of your son's choices are dad's examples that he's placed in front of him. So like he might end up liking the same type of girl that you like simply because he looks up to you that much. You know what I'm saying? And I realized that over time, it's like when they see you in love and they see you prioritizing this one woman, it's like almost like I'm trying to be like dad in that regard. So I always wondered like, is that even something that plays a significant part of why you don't necessarily pick a woman? Because maybe You're saving your son from seeing you with the wrong person. Yes. But then also it's a possibility that they're getting to a point where they just may be waiting on you to show them the way of how to be men in love and men in their feelings, men in relationships and courtships and all of these different things. They're still like waiting on dad to find his love so that they can see what it's like when they step into their own. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: absolutely. That that completely makes sense. And that's something I can honestly say I've never sat there and thought about. I think that from my from the perspective that I've tried to have with it, it's I worry about how 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 it would be taken to to like introduce somebody into the situation, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. to, to bring someone new into what we're like building, it's it's I don't know. I worry I worry about like I don't know. I don't know. It's, it you, you got me really thinking right now because I haven't I haven't thought about it from that aspect. And, yeah, you got my mind going right now because I, I can look at it.
1: This.
2: Yeah, we can
0: definitely do that because I know for me, like I um most of the time when I was dating and I didn't realize this until me and my father had a conversation, I honestly avoided the type of women that I had opportunities to be with in my age group because they reflected a lot of the women my father was dating and I I never really psychologically knew that that's what was going on like I knew my father was like picking these wild random chicks and a lot of times it's the toxic relationships that are the most attractive because you know, either the sex or the interaction is always a bunch of electricity. It gives you life and all of these different things. So I would see how my father would deal with one particular baby mother. And it's like, bro, like, why are you putting up with that shit? So anything that I saw that reflected this one particular baby mother, I abstained from, but then me and him both connected to women who, Always were like the fixer uppers in a sense, not necessarily saying that that is negative, but those women that didn't have the whole situation or circumstance together and we were able to place ourselves in positions to fix certain things in these relationships. My father has done it. I've done it. And I'm learning how to understand my choices. My choices really didn't really reflect everything that I personally liked it was because I was always looking for my father to give me that guidance and that leadership and his relationships taught me certain things that begin to come out in my own choices. And we don't look at that as men. We don't think that like how we choose our women, how we choose to have kids with certain women affects our children, you know, and all of those examples, all of those examples definitely came out in my adult life. So now when I talk to my father, I can totally understand why even he didn't marry my, my mother, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I can identify me picking women like my mother and I understand what kind of job that was, you know? So it's, you know, we can come back to that. I know I done took it past, you know, the the surface, but you know, that's just what I was thinking when I thought of you, like, have you ever considered the possibilities that, you know, your boys are looking for that leadership too,
2: you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know. yeah. Go
0: ahead.
1: No, we got to revisit this. This is this a whole nother show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this is, this is, a, that was a deep one. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. I got, I got to spend some time thinking, really reflecting on that one. But yeah, that's, I'll write it down so we don't forget it for next time we're together. Cause yeah, we, we definitely got to revisit that one.
1: Yeah.
2: That's
0: your homework, Hayes. <laughs> yes, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, shit. Sure. You got a whole month. Sure. <laughs> that's right.
2: Fair enough. Avery, you got anything? Anything that's been on your mind since since the last month we were together? No,
1: I'm just waiting for this baby to come. (laughs) Next month, I'll be back to my original self.
0: Damn. You know, grandmas is fine as hell right now. Like, do you understand? Do you understand how many grandmas actually got like fat asses instead of that wide grandma Mm -hmm. sitting on a stoop type like the grandmas is too cute. Big Mama is sexy as hell. She still get to go to the club. That's like right. grandmas, grandmas have extremely leveled up.
2: That's and right. That's right.
0: It's it's actually a very honorable title to have at this particular point because you still get to live in your prime. It is so many women that do not want to be called grandma. I don't understand it.
1: I don't either. They crazy. My call like me mama like mama Hayes
2: is like that. She refuses to be. She they call her Nona, which is just grandma in italian but she refuses to be called grandma and i don't get Aww. it i'm like you almost 60 years old you're a grandma get over
0: it. <laughs> you're a grandmother like i don't understand <laughs> it but like some My of the Ava grandmothers is, yeah like some of the grandmothers are still in their prime like i don't understand it you know but yeah avery gonna be different as a grandma
2: oh, be hell yeah
1: Oh hell I see, yeah!
2: I, I, Avery's the kind of grandmother I wish I had grown up. Cause you know, like when she has a grandson, she gonna be like, "You ain't fucking her? Let me go get you a condo. yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Avery. How much did yeah, that pussy she giving up? <laughs> that's
3: right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Face down, ass up, nigga.
2: Every um, going go be like, her grandson's gonna be dating two different girls. She gonna be like, well, which one's giving up the pussy? That's the one you need to be focusing on. <laughs> I'm
1: actually having a granddaughter.
2: Oh man! <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh,
0: man. Yeah. She gonna be a savage. Wait, <laughs> she gonna be a savage.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Oh, man. She is going to be ruthless. No You're fucks.
1: Cute? None. None. Ooh. It's going to be cute as I don't know what. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Man, wait,
0: man, man. That's crazy. But that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm excited. But no, next month I'm back on my shit. I've been off my rocker for a minute only because I'm waiting for this baby to come. Cool. Next month. The
2: savages back. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So I, I do have a question for you, though, Avery. I, I, kind of what I presented to BJ, but I want to flip it to you. What okay. being my partner in crime? uh, But you already are unruly. So I like the people who are around you. They probably already expect craziness. But what's the craziest backlash you've gotten from being so connected to me as, as what you mm, are? Mm, mm, mm,
1: mm, mm. Wait a minute now, Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. um damn Hayes, i don't even know i gotta
0: think on that one <laughs> for right. real man 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 that's man. a hard one that's that's a hard one it's that's it's a, a lot hard it's, hard it's a lot that yeah. comes it's a
2: lot mm-hmm.
1: that comes that, that's a hard one to pinpoint yeah what
2: I'll you, write that what down you, a you mean there's a lot that comes mostly mm-hmm. we'll people in our circle didn't even know me six months nigga no nah, nigga it all right nigga all right we now, about this like I need like to we
0: know. talk like we we talked about this like lightly on um the Unruly Creatives too where it's just like most of most of the smoke that comes is based on solely perception. Yeah. That's um true. like people people don't respect the fact that there's no limitation to singleness. Like if I wanna fuck forty women, I can do that. I'm single. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a That's a part of it where, um, like sometimes your perception, of course, makes the matters of the things that you feel a lot worse because you're still trying to control a person's actions with your expectations. So that is pretty much the majority of it. Like, um, you have like high profile attention, the women find you attractive, you you still live your very much single life. You have the discretions to do what you want because, of course, you go to work every day. You take care of your children and you're responsible. So you're free to do those things. But I think that, like, it's easy to confuse a person that you can't always read because, of course, the, the reputation gets to them before the actual person. It's, like, hard to to see things correctly. And that's why your brother is always like, no, y'all not going to talk about him like that because this is the good that he does. And he's very much a single man and there is no restrictions or requirements on singleness. You can do what your heart feels when you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to keep it kind of like, you know, cohesive in a sense, but, but it's a lot of people who, who really don't understand how, our unit is working or how we function together. Like they don't understand that. So of course it's just like, damn, well, you know, he get these letters and these women are saying all of these things. You get judged for that. You get judged for that. It's like, even without even doing anything wrong, you're a womanizer. Like, I know, you know that that's the, the idea of it. All of these women giving you this attention and he ain't made one of them his girlfriend yet. Like you get judged for that. But they never take into account that you're single. You can do what you feel until you're ready to settle down. That's the whole point of being single. You know? So that's just a part of it. But I mean, it's outside of that, it's just like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's the,
1: Yeah, who really cares? We're like, going to have to talk about cares?
2: this off, off air because uh, I, I got more <laughs> questions, but we're we we not going to talk about them here. Um. <laughs> Oh man! All right, I I got nothing else. I, this was a fun conversation. Anybody got anything else?
0: Who the fuck is rolling dice on that goddamn that's, microphone? That's
1: just just be quiet.
2: Just be quiet. <laughs> nah, okay? She,
0: just
1: be quiet. Who <laughs> the fuck she, is she
0: gambling she, on the goddamn she, she microphone?
2: She rolling ice. <laughs> I it did that. <laughs> I didn't know y'all could hear that.
1: I, I, I want everybody to have a fourth of, happy Fourth of July.
0: Nigga, I'm I'm going to work, nigga.
1: What mm-hmm. on the fourth?
0: I think so. I think we um. Bro, we, I gotta, think we, we got to get, gotta oh, get you in
2: somebody's office, man. We got to get you a change. Oh baby, man. A change, man, man, that's
0: that's the priority right now. I'm trying to um level up my employment. Um, really, I've been in I've been in a challenging space, but it's been a blessing still. You know, because the more dysfunction comes, the more opportunities seem to like, you know, come in the forefront, so now I just gotta step up and make some things happen, but yeah I can't keep going through all of this up and down shit, like my my job is just in a position where they can't really maintain a consistent flow and whatever goes and it just, what they go with, like whatever comes is what they deal with, so I can't work like that no more, but you know, I'm gonna take it with Whatever comes until I figure out my next move. That's it. It makes sense. Yeah, but man, I definitely want to, I definitely been, you know, inspired by all of the things that I've been seeing, you know, people gaining opportunities. One girl is like a lead Instagram, What's it? her job. I just saw a post, some girl is like the lead Instagram promoter for BET. Like that's actually a job you know what i'm saying like that that blew my mind i'm like damn she's like really celebrating you know coming up with i mean i'm pretty sure it's more to her job than this but it sounds like you just coming up with creative posts to raise awareness for BET. you know what i'm saying and you got a job for that so it's like the opportunities are limitless so i gotta really get on my shit
2: wow Man, um, man. Well, like every said, I hope everyone has a happy fourth of July. Um, but I got nothing else, man. I'm 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 ready to go I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Have everybody
1: have a happy
2: fourth
1: of July. I said
2: that
3: already. Peace. Yes, peace, peace. peace. Tell all my competition that I love him But I brought him back just to kill him again Tell all the listeners that I said fuck him up They thought I'd never be breathing again I keep some drinking the cup In case anyone got some more beef I can eat him again I made a promise to be there, ass up Like a dinosaur, survive, I meet him again yeah, yeah. Fuck your big bro uh, We the ones that got it when the rent slow I make it happen again I make to rapping again 808 slapping again Light it and pass it again Know what I'm packing again I'm an assassin again I shoot dice, yeah Gamble with my life, yeah no invites, yeah. Keep my circle tight, yeah. On my hoes, yeah. Keep that sugar spice, yeah. For the bros, yeah. I do nothing twice, yeah. I got a combination knew was safe in the back of the bank that be storing my shit. Just had a conversation with a girl that I dated, now she out here horning shit. I got a reputation to be going and showing up four in the morning and shit. I had an altercation down in Florida. I threw his face on the floor and the shit. Fuck a bitch, though huh. Y'all ain't want us before we was rich, ho I can't go back to the shit I need a castle and shit I'm on some Dracula shit I used to have to heat up pins of water to shower But y'all don't know half of the shit, no I shoot dice, yeah Gamble with my life, yeah No invites, yeah Keep my circle tight, yeah All my hoes, yeah Keep that sugar spice, yeah For the bros, yeah I do nothing twice, yeah Diablo. Stop the debate if my name isn't mentioned in this generation It's one of the greatest from lyrics to cadence I changed the way rappers rock out on them stages I saw people take it and they were more famous So I ain't get credit, I had to be patient I know people hate me just by my appearance You motherfuckers can't be serious, hey. I shoot dice, yeah, gamble with my life, yeah No invites, yeah, keep my circle tight, yeah All my hoes, yeah, keep that sugar spice, yeah For the bros, yeah, I do nothing twice, yeah I shoot dice, yeah, gamble with my life, yeah no invites, yeah. Keep my circle tight, yeah. On my hoes, yeah. Keep that sugar spice, yeah. For the bros, yeah. I do nothing twice, yeah. Diablo.